in this video we're going to talk about a couple topics that are hot right now um the the bitcoin cash fork being one of them and um, what's happening with backed um so let's start off with um bcash um which is forking in seven days from now so there's a lot of when's the date november 15th 15th yeah, yeah. the dates are 15th there's a lot of hype right now um a lot of people buying bitcoin cash because they want to get some free money, I suppose. I don't know. That's the only reason I see that it's pumping. Um, but a lot of people don't actually understand the, the politics behind it and what's actually going on internally with Bitcoin Cash. So I'm going to give you like a, a short breakdown of it. So basically, every six months or so, there's always an update on the Bitcoin Cash network. It's like an optimization. But this time it's a little bit different because... Um, Jihan Wu, uh, Craig Wright, and Roger Burr, and um, one of the lead developers in the Bitcoin Cash network, they're all kind of bickering over um, the upgrade. So there's three outcomes here. Um, you have Jihan Wu, who is proposing Bitcoin ABC. And what Jihan wants to do is um, create uh, smart contracts and oracles so similar to what ethereum's doing um, and he wants to implement smart contracts and oracles into the bitcoin cash um, infrastructure and craig wright is like nope don't want to do that i want to up the block size from 32 megabytes to i think maximum of like 128 megabytes um, so those two are like bickering over what implementation is going to be set um, and then Roger and like the lead developers are proposing a kind of like ceasefire where um, they're gonna take both implementations and implement it into Bitcoin Unlimited. So that's quite, that's the hard fork. That's the so the yeah, well, it's, it's it's gonna be a hard fork no matter what. But it's, that's that's the three outcomes. It's either gonna be Bitcoin ABC, Bitcoin SV, which is Craig Wright's. Um, implementation or Bitcoin Unlimited. So one of those is going to happen. Um, Jihan and Craig Wright are debating. Craig Wright claims that he has more hash power than Jihan, which is hard to believe. And doesn't he also claim he's Satoshi? Right. Yes. So you t you take what Craig Wright says with a pinch of salt, basically. Um, so yeah, they're fighting over what implementation should be set. And then Roger Ver and the lead developers are like, you know what, guys, let's just um, implement Bitcoin Unlimited and have both smart contracts and uh, up the block size too. And if that if they go that route, then you know they're gonna take all the mining power and just yeah, it will just be like Bitcoin Unlimited and Bitcoin Cash will kind of like die off, I guess. I don't know. It's I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, it's all up in the air. I don't really care what's gonna happen because I'm not really a fan of Bcash. <laughs> Um, and I don't really see there being a future for Bcash, in my opinion. So, yeah, and um, so things I've read um, just about like how this might affect the market is people are discussing how last year when the crazy bull run happened, it was um, you know after the fork with Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, right? Yeah. Like essentially, what happened was everyone that's a holder of Bitcoin received big uh, Bcash and Bcash pumped essentially creating all this money out of thin air, basically right. printing money, and that money was put back into the markets and it pumped everything up. 
So that's just a theory that people have. Now, um, obviously, maybe it's not so obvious, but Bitmain owns 1 million uh, Bitcoin cash. Like, yeah. they have that on the records. That's how, that's like some, you know, you could look that up, make sure, you know, look it up. You'll see that Bcash or uh, Bitmain has 1 million Bcash. So what that means is when the, when it gets forked, they're gonna get one million of the new coin, right? Which is called uh, Bitcoin. Well, we don't know yet. It's either gonna be ABC Bitcoin, um, Bitcoin SV, or Bitcoin Unlimited. Yeah, whatever shit coin they're gonna call it, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're gonna get one million of those coins. Now, if that price starts to go up, now all of a sudden, even if it goes to, as you know, as traders like to do, even if it goes to one dollar, that that means they they have a million, right? So they can take that money and put that back into the market, right? Or they can just hold on to it. But Bitmain is the big example. Traders like, you know, you guys or us, we we would have Bitcoin cash. And on November 15th, we get this new coin that could pump like Bitcoin cash pumped. At, at one point, it was 50% of Bitcoin. Right. And it went to, what, like 2,500 yeah. USD. Yeah, so, briefly. Briefly went to 2,500 USD. So that's a lot of money you just printed out of nowhere that, you know, crypto folks might say, I could take this out to fiat because the markets are shit. Or I, they could say, you know what, I'm going to keep it here and I'm going to put it into alts. And I'm going to, you know, put it into ETH or Dash or whatever, whatever you want. Right. So it could affect the market that way. Um, but before, like, we go deeper into that conversation because some people here might be new and, like, still figuring things out can you kind of give them a rundown of what a hard fork is right so when um when a uh, optimization happens if they're going to update the software or the coding in a cryptocurrency and um, certain parties don't agree they have to fork the chain and in turn another coin will emerge so bitcoin cash is a a prime example last year um in 2017 there was a hard fork to bitcoin and you know some of the miners and developers they couldn't agree on um cer certain things that they wanted to implement so they just forked the bitcoin um blockchain and bitcoin cash come out of that so that was a fork um since then there's been other forks there's been bitcoin gold bitcoin diamonds um, there's a few others. Loads of, loads of forks. Yeah, so I mean, it happens all the time. It happened with Ethereum as well. Mm -hmm. So we have Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. Mm -hmm. um, so um, again, that, that was a bit different. That was because of the DAO hack. So they had to roll back the chain. Um, and that's why there is two Ethereum, there's two separate Ethereum chains now. You've got Ethereum Classic and Ethereum. Both of which are listed on Coinbase, if right. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. The other thing as well about Bitcoin, the Bitcoin Cash fork, is Coinbase have said that they are um, supporting the, the the forked coin for B for Bitcoin Cash. Oh, okay. So that's probably another reason why it's pump why it's pumping as well. Oh, I didn't know that. So Coinbase essentially, whichever way it forks, whatever the, yeah, the new one is exactly. called, every Coinbase um, person, like anyone, any Coinbase member, anyone that has a Coinbase account will get the new coin right. automatically. Right. Is, is Binance supporting it as well? Okay. So um, Coinbase, Binance, and of course, if you have your coins in um, hardware wallets like Ledger, um, they also support it too. 
Right. But I think there's some kind of process you have to do to claim the coins if you have them on your ledger. I'm not too sure. Like with Usually coin, there is. Yeah. With Coinbase and Binance, you just automatically get them. You just mm -hmm. see them in your portfolio there. Right. Well, Coinbase is kind of smartened up because now they're going to go and do an IPO and they don't want to do what, what they did in the past. That's what they're right? saying, yeah. So just to kind of give you guys a little bit of history on that, Coinbase, when Bitcoin Cash came out, didn't release the coins right away. It wasn't automatic. No. So anyone that had Bitcoin sitting in um, uh, in their Coinbase account, Coinbase essentially got that Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, they held it for quite a few months. I think right. it was... So August was the fork and November, I remember watching when they released released it and I think there was a bit of insider trading going on because I remember the day, like hours before they announced that they were releasing the Bcash um, forked coins to everybody, Bitcoin Cash just started pumping out of nowhere. There was no news on it or nothing and then all of a sudden without any um, like warning, they just released all their Bitcoin Cash coins to everybody. Right. And that was when Bcash went to like, 2500 i believe uh, bitcoin dipped down to like 5000 and everyone was like oh my god you see the, they're flipping, they're flipping in, in. <laughs> yeah. and it lasted a few hours and then um everyone put the the, the the miners started mining bitcoin again so what they done bitcoin cash done a bit of a shady thing they incentivized it incentivized miners um with higher rewards to mine bitcoin cash so a lot of miners switched from mining bitcoin um to mining bitcoin cash so raise the hash power in turn raising the price um but that didn't last very long and then everyone just switched back to bitcoin so the reason it's important to understand that is because you know history sometimes tends to repeat itself and it, it's it's interesting now because it's the same exact people right doing right. the same thing again so essentially i think they're just printing money again out of thin air and what they do with that money is, you know, who knows what they're going to do with it. But essentially, anytime something gets forked, uh, a coin gets forked and a new coin appears, that's that's just value out of nowhere. Well, I guess value, but money out of nowhere. And once you have that money now, the market has that money as well. So right. what does the market do with it? Anyone on Binance or Coinbase or anyone that has Bitcoin Cash, any amount, will get the same exact amount of the new coin. Right now, the value of the new coin is obviously not going to be the same amount the Bitcoin cash is. But um, I read an article, um, it was on Fortune, I think, that mentioned just like I said earlier, Bitcoin cash went to 50%, Ethereum um, Classic went to 50% of Ethereum. So even if this new coin goes to 50% of the value of Bitcoin cash, that's like $400 right now, right? Yeah, so it would be a $400 coin. So if you have, you know, actually it's a bit less than that. Sorry, I'm thinking in Canadian dollars. So. Right. But still. Yeah. It's it's free 200, money. Two hundred, three hundred dollars, whatever it is per coin. If it goes to that value, then they've just essentially printed money, and it's all ripe for the market. So that combined with the next part of our conversation, which is backed, which is only you know three weeks away from November fifteenth. That can spark some stuff to... What, is back launching in November? No, December, December 12th. December 12th, right. Yeah, so about three and a half weeks after November 15th. Right. Right? So then, you know, that piece of news, you know, now there's free money. Everyone that has Bitcoin Cash now has some free money. Right. 
they might decide, okay, fuck it, I'm taking it out into fiat, or they might say, I'm keeping it. Yeah, I'm putting it into Bitcoin. I'm putting it into my favorite alts. And we're going to see what happens when back comes around. Yeah. Right? So that could really be a, a, a catalyst for, you know, the market. The bull run. The bull run. Like, I'm not hopeful of it. I, I'm, look, first of all, not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, um, I'm not like an expert trader. I mean, I, we've been involved in the industry for a while now. We see what goes on with the markets. We have a little bit of knowledge because of our experiences with it, but we're more like holders in Bitcoin rather than um, day traders or, you know, even week traders now. We, we've kind of just taken our foot off the gas when it comes to that. Um, but it's just interesting to watch it all unfold again. So if history does repeat itself, people that are holding Bitcoin cash are just going to... Make some free money now. Yeah. I I was holding Bitcoin. Well, not holding, but when it forked last year, I got I claimed my Bitcoin cash coins from the Bitcoin I was holding, but I, I sold them pretty soon. I'm not, I'm not interested in Bitcoin cash. Like, trying to compete with Bitcoin, I'm just like, yeah, like it's, fuck off, you know? <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's just, even when we go to, like, these conferences and anyone we talk to, it's just such a negativity about Roger Ver and what they're doing because, like, Bitcoin, Satoshi and Bitcoin kind of created this whole entire industry, right? We can right. all agree to that. And for them to only be taking shots, like, any tweet that you see Roger Ver put out, he takes a shot at Bitcoin and then shills Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. Like, FUD Bitcoin, shill Bitcoin Cash. I mean, just... Shill your own shit coin, do your thing, but you don't have to talk shit about Bitcoin every time you do that, right? He just, I don't know what it is. He has this complex that he wants to just destroy Bitcoin. And I don't it's see It's entertaining, the though. It's oh, entertaining. 100%. Have you, have you makes watched, crypto Twitter so much fun. <laughs> have you watched the interview on the boat cruise with, um, it was between Roger Ver, Tone Vase, and Jimmy Song? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it, clips of that. Yeah, it's we can link that to our. I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, so we'll we put find the link it on in YouTube. The bio. We'll, yeah, we'll put the link on bio. A friend of ours actually, he was there, so he recorded it on his phone. So that's how we. That's how yeah, I we saw watched it. it. That's yeah, what we watched that's it the first I, time. Yeah, that's where I watched it the first time. But I'm sure it's on YouTube too. Yeah. So yeah. we'll put a link to that. It's pretty entertaining to watch. I mean, it's the, a bit childish to be honest. Yeah. On on both sides, like. Not so much tone vase, but I think Jimmy Song um, and uh, Roger Ver, they were a bit childish in their arguments towards each other. Like, you know, just be be uh, be mature about it, right? right? You both have your own opinions. That's fine. But they were just like, they were talking over each other and like just... Screaming at yeah, each other. Yeah, it, it, was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, they... But it's entertaining, so it gets people watching. So I don't—I actually don't even know if this is a bad thing for the market. No, bad like press the, is good. Yeah, good press, right? yeah That's I like I the competition that you know Bitcoin Cash comes comes with. Like I like the the back and forth, but it's just when when you're always always going after Bitcoin. And the other thing is like Bitcoin dot or com no bitcoin.com yeah right it's, it's really bitcoincash.com yeah it's, like that is just mind-boggling to me how is that how do they get away with that like even the reddit as well if you go to um uh r slash bitcoin it's it's all bitcoin cash they've, they've yeah. completely like taken over their reddit the, the website and just trying to push their agenda i guess right look you want to do that that's fine but you 
there's better ways to do that, right? Like, you don't have to shit on Bitcoin just to make your coin look better. Right. And like, you go, That's I, the I, part that I really disagree with. I have respect for Roger Ver in the sense like he was one of the originals, right? He, yeah. without him, like, he, he helped Bitcoin a lot along the way. But it kind of shady, just like, you know, taking the other route and, you know, pumping another coin. When really, like, what what they're trying to do, um, they've, they've, you know, if maybe if they took their time and not rushed it out, it maybe it might have worked. But I think in the end, um, Bitcoin will prevail over all coins, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, agree with that they you know the way the developers develop bitcoin they do it very in a very slow manner but very properly so right now you're seeing like this whole altcoin market all these other coins coming out of nowhere and i do think that um they will do well for a little while but once bitcoin reaches a certain point of development i don't think any of these are even going to matter anymore like mm -hmm. there i still do believe there will be a few like there's three thousand altcoins right now in 10 years, yeah, 3,000. In 10 years, how many are they really going to be? Like right. five, maybe? <laughs> right, apart from Bitcoin, right? Right. So. Well, it's that's an interesting conversation, too, because if you think about all coins, then. You know what? Let's not let's not go into that, because now we're starting to like, take the conversation. OK, we'll, we'll do it. We'll yeah, get we'll into another separate, video, for separate video for all coins versus uh, Bitcoin and that kind of stuff because that's an interesting conversation but we'll save it for another day um, let's talk about bats yeah let's talk about bats and what what it is and what it means so first of all when the news first got released back in august it was met with some confusion so when the article came out when the press release came out it was backed new york stock exchange was you know in there ice it was in there Starbucks and uh, Microsoft were in there. So people were kind of confused, like, what's going on? So let me, like, I've done my research on it now, so I'll kind of just break it down for you guys. Um, so ICE is the parent company of the New York Stock Exchange. Right. So they own um, exchanges across the world. So the CEO of that company and an executive of that company happen to be husband and wife. And the wife is going to be the CEO of BACT. So the people behind this New York Stock Exchange, the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange, is starting BACT. So that in itself is humongous news. Like it just shows that, you know, the most, the, one of the biggest exchanges in the world, traditional exchanges, is, is backing, literally <laughs> backed by these guys. So... Um, they're coming in and what Microsoft is doing is lending its crowd uh, cloud services to them right. So that's what Microsoft that's how Microsoft is involved and despite you know what you might have seen on memes and everything else Starbucks is only helping with um, the mobile payments aspect of it because um, Google Pay and Apple Pay are actually smaller than Starbucks pay Really? Yeah, so Starbucks is actually really, really far ahead when it comes to mobile payments. Well, think about it. It, it makes sense because they rolled it out to all of their retail locations like that, right? right. Yeah. Whereas Apple is, and Google Pay are talking to each merchant individually, um, and it's taken a long time. But Starbucks did it in a really like seamless way, and so they're helping with their expertise when it comes to mobile payments. So it doesn't 
mean Starbucks is creating its, you know, Starbucks coin or it doesn't mean anything like that. So that's how they're involved in, in this whole thing. So what the goal of BACT is, is to allow um, Americans basically to put their 401k into it, right? Means merchants can, um, can use it, um, big time investors can use it. So it's, it's a, it's an, what do they call it? An on, on, on ramp. Yes, it's an on-ramp for institutional investors and um, merchants and basically a lot of money that can move into uh, cryptocurrency really quickly. But you know about the future side and what that looks like better than me. So you want to kind of talk yeah, about that? Yeah, so basically it's... So last year we had the CME futures, right? The Chicago Merkle Exchange. Um, and... The uh, backed also has futures, but the backed futures differ because they're actually backed by Bitcoin itself. So backed probably have already bought their coin or if not, they're buying their coin and all the futures contracts are actually backed by physical or digital Bitcoin itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hear a lot of people like the moon boys, like, oh my God, backed are going to be buying up all this Bitcoin. It's going to the moon doesn't work like that because these um, companies they don't buy Bitcoin on exchanges they buy Bitcoin OTC over the counter so it's a wallet to wallet exchange that data never hits any exchanges so the price doesn't get affected there's OTC deals go on on a daily basis like yeah. when, when when you're purchasing massive amounts of Bitcoin like in the thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands you can't do that on an exchange there isn't enough liquidity the fees would be ridiculous so Buyers and sellers will do a transaction wallet to wallet and that data will not touch exchanges and will not um, affect the price of Bitcoin. So backed, by, backed buying a bunch of Bitcoin to back their futures is not going to affect the price. But what will affect the price is when it goes live, um, institutions and um, retail and um, people are investing into it um, and, and buying the futures contracts, um, that will push the price up so it's funny because it's like the, the it's the same time this year as it was last year when chicago merkel exchange announced their futures and what we saw last year within the matter of three weeks was bitcoin go from seven thousand to twenty thousand dollars right so a lot of people are saying well the same thing could happen this year and like it could but i don't think it will because Last year, um, there was a lot of retail investors. People were FOMOing into Bitcoin because hard, hard because it like it went from you know to two three thousand dollars at the beginning of the year, and once it got to seven, and then people heard this news about the futures contracts, a lot of FOMO kicked in, and a lot of retail investors kicked in. Like I was hearing people talking about Bitcoin in the streets, like it was <laughs> it was ridiculous. I remember getting my beard trimmed in the barber shop and the guy next to me getting his haircut was talking Bitcoin with the barber and they had no yeah. idea what they were talking about. Yeah. I remember I was on a flight and um, there was high school kids going for like, I don't know, one of those like field trips or whatever. Right. And they were talking about Bitcoin. Right. So my ears perked up. Like I was like, what's going on? And I started talking to the kid next to me and he's like, yeah, like. But that was like really exciting to me because when high school kids start to take notice, it's like, okay, like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the future. And these guys, and the conversation I had with the kid, like 
he was tuned in. Like he, yeah. he was kind of clued up of what Bitcoin is and how it can help. I was I was very impressed with that. Um, right. So that, that was really nice to see. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to the market, was, it was a lot of FOMO. Yeah, right? and I think that was in a, the news everywhere. So that was a huge factor in the price getting pushed to twenty thousand. Yeah, the futures is well. I think Wall Street had a part to play in that too. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of just regular people like you and I. Um, FOMOing into it pushed the price up that high. Yeah. And the interesting thing is like this year it's not like that. You don't see a lot of people got wrecked buying in at twenty thousand dollars, right? <laughs> you don't see that. And it's a shame. But here's yeah. some really cool statistics as well. If you look at Google Trends last year around this time and you look at um, the search words, anything related with Bitcoin, cryptocurrency the search results were crazy high. They were yeah. ridiculous this time last year. Now, if you look at it, <laughs> Not so much. they're like 90% down from last year. Yeah. No one's searching or Bitcoin or crypto. The only search word associated with crypto that is actually just as high as um, last year's searches for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, so it's kind of like flipped, is BitMEX. Oh. So that just shows you people that are searching crypto and Bitcoin right now, they're they're interested in shorting it. Or longing it, but yeah. Mainly shorting it. Yeah. (laughs) So that just kind of shows a sentiment of the market right now. So Mm -hmm. that's that's why it's hard for me to believe that BACT is going to push Bitcoin to $20,000 by the end of the year. It's just that there, there isn't that interest from retail right now. That will come again. Like once Bitcoin starts moving again, um, I think everyone's going to start FOMOing in again. Um, but I think the the catalyst for the next bull run, I believe, will be um, custodian services for institutional investors. Mm-hmm. Because right now it doesn't exist. Even though there's companies like Coinbase um, and a few other companies that are working on this. What is custodian services? So if you're an institutional investor and you want to invest, you know, fucking $100 billion into Bitcoin, Someone has to take control of that coin. You, if you're if you're the um, hedge fund manager for even like a hundred million dollar hedge fund, for example, right? Okay. You are in charge of like your investors give you like, say right. I want to invest into Bitcoin. You invest their money into Bitcoin. Now you have to be in control of that coin. We're right. gonna do. You're gonna have it on a cold storage wallet, <laughs> right? You, you don't want to. You don't want that um, that risk or that um, what's the word? Um, responsibility right. as, as, a, as a hedge fund manager um, to hold on to that much Bitcoin it, it, it's not people don't want to do that that's why institutional investors are like well we can't, we can't get into this right now right. there needs to be a service like a custodial service that we can invest our um, clients money into into Bitcoin and then they control that they, they have cold storage wallets in underground bunkers or wherever they keep it right yeah that's safe yeah and there are companies doing that by the way right taking up old like um bunkers from like you know the the cold war era yeah. buying them up and using them as um cold cold, cold storage, storage data for, centers yeah, yeah for bitcoin and other things like that so when a custodian comes into the market does that mean a custodian is insured yes ah uh, that's the difference, cause that you know hedge fund manager he could have it in his ledger wallet, yeah, but he's so. not insured. Like right. if he gets knocked over the head and taken, it's gone. Well, you know, the, I, I'm sure that you know they can put their private keys somewhere safe, and it. But that's not the point. Like they, 
they just don't want that responsibility. That's a, it's a lot of money. These institutions, they're not investing like a little bit of money. They're investing right. millions and mi millions, but billions even. Like, I believe when when the institutional investors um, are able to invest, the market cap's going to go into the trillions. Like we we've spoken to people. Hopefully, <laughs> we've spoken to people that were that are in like direct contact with huge hedge fund managers that yeah. are just like waiting yeah. for for them to be able to push like billions and billions of dollars into the market. So yeah. I think that is, that's gonna be, the next bull run I think will be triggered by um, institutional investors, not retail. The last bull yeah. run was realistically retail investors. Mm -hmm. I think the next bull run when we're gonna see just like parabolic Bitcoin moves, it's going to be um, due to institutional investors. Yeah. And these this news of, um, you know, not the news, but the action that uh, Bitcoin Cash's fork can cause could be a, a little bit of a trigger because then if look if it plays out the way the last one did when you know that amount of money was just created out of thin air people might start to pay attention again right right that Google trend might start to peak back yeah. up right people can would start to look at it like hey what's going on with you know people that put it away for a year or, or were thinking about getting in and decided not to might actually look back up and see what's going on there again. And then that followed by, you know, backed coming in, um, you know, it's just, it could be a snowball effect, right. right? That could start something. I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong with it. I mean, um, there's still so much things that, you know, wouldn't need to go right, but it could, it could go that way, right? There's, there's hints at it. Yeah. You know? Whereas, you know, a couple of months ago, we didn't have all this. We didn't have backed. No. Right now, backed is coming. So obviously, we don't. We've never had something like backed, right? So now, we have something like backed in the in the <clears throat> ecosystem. What does that mean? Is that is that like a great thing, or is it like people coming in just to short the futures? Well, what backed is saying right now is there there won't um, there won't be any shorting. Ah, okay. Right, you, you won't be able to short Bitcoin, but I, I don't know, I kind of find that hard to believe. We're talking about the New York Stock Exchange here, right? We're talking about Wall Street. Right. Like, they can, like, they've just, they've, they're claiming that they're, you're not going to be able to short, but I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out in the next month, right? Right. It's, uh, I, I don't think short term it's going to create a bull run or any parabolic moves, but I think long term it will be very good for Bitcoin, for sure. Definitely. All right. Well, um, comment below, subscribe to our channel. Um, smash the thumbs up button. Yeah, smash that thumbs up button. And um, we're going to continue to put videos out uh, once, twice a, week, twice a week. So this is our first one um, that, we've doing, that we've done just for YouTube. So bear with us. I'm sure we're going to get better over time. All Cheers, right. guys. Cheers. Thanks.